0: Welcome, everybody, to my favorite episode ever of the Beneath the Frozen Sea podcast uh, put on by your writing crew from DavyJonesLockerRoom.com. The Kraken are up in their playoff series against the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Colorado Avalanche. its uh, It was unthinkable at the start of the year. It was unthinkable at the start of the series, honestly. Uh, there's a ton to talk about uh lots of drama there's villains there's heroes uh let's get I, started. I,
1: I think the first thing that we need to just we need to say it again just slowly so everyone remembers it the Kraken are up 3 to 2 in this series against the defending Stanley Cup champions that's crazy
0: it's out of this that show. is really? so crazy like i have lost 4 games in the last playoffs altogether they lost 4 games and they and lost they, 3 versus Seattle
1: and now they're now they're on the brink we're going back to climate pledge with a lead honestly a lead that they kind of earned back like this is this is some of the most fun this is the f- most fun series of this playoffs bar none. at least in my opinion this has just been wild turn after wild turn after wild turn but uh, we can't we can't just sit here and go ah, all the time. Uh, let's go straight into it. Let's talk about that most beautiful of games, game five. And right. game five actually started pretty slow. Uh, there was no uh, scoring in the first period, which uh, you know how the last couple of games have gone where the Kraken start really strong kind of gives you like a oh no, are they running out of gas? Feeling, you know, just a little bit of playoff anxiety, and then six minutes into the uh, second period, man, Morgan Geeky just cleaning up shop. That was that. It's so good to know that this team have found a found a a theme to stick with this playoffs, and that's scoring first. That is Absolutely. so good. That's such I a good start. The I know. That's that's, the, that's the even crazier part. Like, they're, they're doing this to one of the best teams of last year. Um, obviously, Nathan McKinnon got on the board after that. And then, and then, Sean, how hard is it to play in the NHL? Just as a vague, vague idea.
0: Less than 1% of hockey players end up in the NHL. Is that that's
1: that's really good. That's a, That's long odds. Now, how hard is it then to go to the playoffs? Then, oh, what is it? Must Uh, be even
0: harder. Percent of the teams, right? Yeah, 0.5 percent of players.
1: Now, imagine the amount of pressure then that is on young Ty Cartier, who has been thrown in. He is playing out of his mind. He's doing everything that they could have possibly asked for him to be in the absence of Jared McCann and Ty cartier in his first nhl playoff game scores a goal to put the seattle kraken up and from that point on the kraken never lost the lead uh yanni Gord's uh uh, deflection in the third period very early on was sort of the dagger and they kind of had a little trouble towards the end you know they the Kraken have a lot of trouble uh, playing against a team that has just pulled the goalie. And I don't quite understand that.
0: It's a special teams thing. They, they got lots of special. Teams <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like, oh, Carte for a bit, because he was in perfect position. That was a, that was an NHL shot right there. He picked the corner. Yeah. Uh, And his mom and dad were there. They apparently they drove from Kingston to Toronto and then flew direct to Denver as soon as they could to catch the game.
1: No kidding. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh man. He was all over the ice. He played very well. Um, He finished in, uh, in all relevant uh, statistical categories at or above 50%, which is just, that's good. That's a good young player. Great game for him. He showed up on time played out of his mind uh philip grubauer once again getting excellent goaltending from him and just (laughs) where do we even start this was not a like this wasn't a tight game this ended three two it wasn't that close it was dominance it really was was. it was crazy how well they dominated them um well That we we had it in our recap, but every time I go back to the game flow, there was maybe a five minutes in the entire game where the Avalanche were controlling play. After that, it was all Seattle. That and (laughs) I'm having trouble, I'm having trouble trying to get that around in my head because it wasn't even. It just looked natural to them. It They looked like they were playing, like they had done this before. It is amazing how well they responded after their OT win in game four. This was exceptional play.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely exceptional. And you can see they're wearing, they're wearing on the cup champs. McKinnon is out of sorts. He, yeah. he, I mean, maybe that's why Makar made the hit he made in the previous game. Because the Kraken are they're everywhere. They need to be. the mm. The Avalanche have no time in the offensive zone, and when when the Kraken needed to kill ice time or just to kill the clock in the third period, their cycle was as dominant a cycle as I've seen.
1: Absolutely, um, and this is something that we brought up earlier in the year um, on Twitter. We definitely had a this great image of Matty Beneers frustrating Nathan McKinnon. Um, fans have mostly just been making fun of Nathan McKinnon because whenever he gets into the offensive zone, all he can do is try his little spin move, and it does nothing. Every other, every other team in the league has enormous trouble with him, you know, doing his stick handling thing, really moving around, making, making uh, plays just in the sharp confines of what's around him, and he can't do that right now. Um, Let me pull this up here from a natural stat trick on ice uh, at five on five over the past couple of games, uh, the expected goals for Nathan McKinnon. And this is one of their best players. Let let me make this clear. Nathan McKinnon is a world star player. A uh, in game five, he was under 50%. He was a 47.43. That means that he's not getting anything. And it was even worse In game, in uh, game four, like he was sub 40. He has been completely frustrated to the point that the rest of the team around him can't catch up and they need goals from him. They need goals from people who aren't Mikko Rantanen. They need goals from people who aren't Kale McCarr and they're not getting them. And that's the big thing that the Kraken have been able to do. They've just been able to clamp down on them. And I don't think the Avs have an answer for it right now. And that's crazy to think about.
0: At the start of the series, we said they are not last year's roster. The Avs don't have the depth that they had. And it's showing in this series because keeping minimizing the first line and their opportunities is leading to Kraken wins. More often Mm -hmm. than not, a lead in every game and three out of five wins.
1: That's... Just just hearing that out loud is just it, it just pumps my adrenaline up just a little bit more. It's so cool that the Kraken have been able to do this to one of the best teams in the league, even shorthanded. Like we're talking about how, uh, you know, how well Ty Cartier played. But this is because they just lost Jared McCann. And as far as we know, Jared McCann is still kind of a question mark for game six. And, you know, they had them in the palm of their hand, basically, as far as the avalanche could. They took away their uh, regular season leading scorer. Uh, A great player definitely drives offense in the right direction. And they can't do anything else. It's genuinely amazing just how well that they're uh, fighting How they're making the Avs fight for everything. and
0: Another thing that we said at the start of the series was that if the Kraken special teams were, let's say, league average, Mm -hmm. the team would be elite. And that's what we've seen because the special teams are still struggling. The PK has picked it up incredibly. They were close to the bottom of the league all year long. All of a sudden, the the Avalanche cannot score on them. The power play... The overtime win, we we got some power play goals. Um, Last night was kind of more the same in terms of power play not working. But it's even because the PK is doing so well.
1: Yeah, like I'll I'll give the power play a pass for Game 5 just because both sides really didn't get much in the way of penalties that game. And I'm sure Avs fans will be talking people's heads off about all the missed calls and all that. It's the playoffs, guys. They're gonna miss some things, and they miss them some things intentionally. Sometimes, yeah. it's you're just gonna have to get used to it. I thought you watched this whole this whole thing happen last year and kind of got through it, but uh, one person who wasn't super happy about this uh, was Kale McCarr, who uh, had some had some interesting opinions. About how the way that this uh way about the way that this game went, uh, he made it clear that uh, he looked at his uh, suspension as probably the first call in history to go from nothing to a major to a minor to a suspension, which is some revisionist <laughs> history there, because call me crazy, there was something there. You did something wrong, kid.
0: It was pretty clear. It was never nothing, right? There was thing nothing here. He's not a player who does this sort of thing normally. But in the moment, watching the replay, at regular speed and slow motion, that puck is gone. McCann has let up. He is not expecting a hit yeah, that, at all.
1: That puck's in the crowd, man. Like yeah. you, you are the one who needs to know that that's the case. And... He, he he looks frustrated. I think the whole Avs team looks frustrated, and that's just emblematic of it. Um, it makes him look terrible, by the way, because, uh, I hate to remind everybody, Jared McCann is not playing right now because of that nothing that became a major, that became a minor, that became a suspension because you hit someone late. Do- doesn't that seem like a little bit of a little cognitive dissonance there. Yeah. Like,
0: it's Are just... you okay with the length of the suspension?
1: Um, I am of the opinion that the league will selectively protect their stars. And this is a case of them selectively protecting their stars. I think that I agree that it should have at least been one or two games. Given that it was an injury, I probably would have given him a second game just for, Honestly, given his explanation of he thought that the puck was coming down, that's on you. That's in the rule book. You have to be the one to know that. And you you just made a stupid, reckless play, and now you have to come back into this and you'd better play out of your mind, because if you don't, that's gonna look real bad on you. You're gonna wear that really badly. So
0: personally. I think they got it right in terms of the length of the suspension. There's a kind of a a rule of thumb that two regular season games is equal to one playoff game. If the hit itself had been dirtier, then I think that you go up. But it was shoulder to shoulder that really the injury stems from the fact that McCann was not expecting it at all. Mm -hmm. And hey, McCarr still in the wrong. I think it equals out to two regular season games, which probably would have been about what he got. So, and you know what? The Kraken capitalized. It was a must-win without Makar there, and yeah. now we're we're looking at a two-game opportunity to win the series.
1: Two-game opportunity to make history, and you get to do it on home ice. Theoretically, theoretically, you get to do it on home ice, which is huge. Like, who thought we'd ever be here? You know, like we were we were happy to see them split the series. Just, a, just about a week ago.
0: I wanted that... I wanted to not lose in four. I will admit it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, yeah. That, that was sort of how everyone was thinking. Was just Let's just hope for the best. And now it's... We could stomp out the Fs. And they can. They very easily can. They have shown through the last two games that the Avs are running out of gas here. And they absolutely should take advantage of it. Um, So... Let's actually talk a little bit about... Let's run back around to the special teams. Um, Given how well that they've been able to contain the Avs' uh, power play, um, do you think that it's still going to be a critical thing for Game 6? Is that if you get an opportunity like uh, a tripping call in your own end, do you think you need to... do, Do they need to capitalize now? now that this that that there is so much on the line for them
0: absolutely it is a huge weakness to to, for your power play to not be a threat i think that when your power play is struggling the other team's pk they get more aggressive they're they eliminate opportunities because they're right in your face and and because you're clutching your stick hard you end up not scoring it's like self replicating Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and I mean, these games have been close, right? This one, Kraken dominated the game for sure. For the last minute and a half, it was a one-goal game. And if the if the Avalanche had gotten one by Grubauer, it's overtime. Who knows? It's down to a bounce.
1: Yeah, yeah. It is, it is quickly becoming a, a series of inches because the last two games have been so, you know, like this. It's been real close. And I can only imagine that the first 10 minutes of game six are going to be some of the most desperate hockey you have ever watched in your life. Just... It's going to
0: be intense.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I know that we're quite a distance out from it, but man, that is just, you can feel the energy of it just vibrating off of everybody and everything regarding this team. They're playing so well and they got to be able to weather that storm for the first 10 minutes. Cause like, I imagine Colorado is really annoyed with how much they have had to trail in this series. Like I believe they've only actually held a lead in these, in this series for like something like 37 minutes or something like that. Total.
0: A very small percentage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's that has to be driving them nuts. So I imagine that that's going to be a huge goal for them. And I might as well throw out some uh, extra plaudits. Philip Grubauer, absolutely fantastic, doing everything you could ask of your starter. Um, I still feel like there's more offense to be pulled out of Matty B, but Veneers is still doing what he's uh what he's been asked to do. He's shutting that first line of the avalanche down badly, and they're really frustrated because of them. That's
0: a feat, right? Where? A rookie, a rookie. And yeah, he's a Calder Calder candidate for sure, but he's still in his very first playoff series in his life. He's just finished his first NHL season and right up against it, Renan McCar and, and Evan Match. Rod-
1: I think it's Evan Rodriguez who's also up there, who has been fine, but I think this is where, uh, I think this is going to be another, once again, huge part of game six, is that depth disparity it's becoming abundantly clear that not just the depth of the Kraken is uh, better than Colorado's. It's a level of magnitude better. Like they're playing out of their mind. They're putting it, they're leaving it all in the ice every shift. And the Avs depth just doesn't look like they want to be there. They just don't look, they don't look energized. They don't look like they're trying to be the champions that they were last year, forward, and that's something you gotta you gotta you gotta hammer that down. And because if you can, you can really turn that into like a like a catastrophic uh, follow through, you know. So it's just <laughs> it's so crazy to think that we're still talking about a potential elimination game on Friday night. What a season this has been. It
0: would be ah, uh, and I think it's I think it's vital to win six you got two shots, but but at home, you're gonna have that crazy climate pledge crowd behind you. Oh yeah. All the momentum. I mean, Makar's back, but he you know, maybe he has some some rust from sitting for an extra couple of days.
1: It's, it's also like he has had some. Snafu's yeah, yeah. here or there. he's right. he's been looking real frustrated, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So like just giving him extra time off isn't just making it worse. And if he's thinking about you know the suspension the whole time, he could he could be real he could be playing real distracted and that could be really something for the Kraken to just hammer at home and potentially go out and get your first playoff elimination and uh there was actually something that you were talking about uh in our group chat regarding uh how the offense is doing what it's doing and how they're uh really getting the success that they're gaining and i was wondering if you could uh, share that with our dearest audience
0: absolutely so what i noticed i was looking at the where the shots are coming from on espn and on the kraken side they're shooting from everywhere they are hmm. They got nearly 40 shots, so did Colorado, but the difference is Colorado's shots are mostly from the outside and then rebounds. There's this big gap in the center of the ice, like the high slot and by the faceoff dots, they're not getting shots from there. And it's indicative of a defensive strategy that's working. You see the Kraken engaging the, the av- Avalanche players as they try to get into that zone. And they dish it and they're they're willing to surrender the puck and give it back and let them go around the outside, take those long shots, some of which go in. I mean that 3-2 goal bounced off two different Kraken players. But uh those shots on average are less dangerous, and the result the result was a win.
1: It was. And I think that's really been over the past couple of games, it's been sort of how the Avalanche have even been able to get most of the offense that they have been is they've been getting extraordinarily lucky bounces because any other opportunities that they have just basic cycling, basic, um, basic hockey, basically they're having trouble with it. They're really having trouble with it. And I, as you said, uh, just by showing that it's a Testament to just how well they're uh, holding them out to the outside keeping into those low danger shots and i don't know how the avalanche respond and that's really fun to think about that they've uh, successfully come up with a way to stymie a defending stanley cup championship team uh, even as you know not as deep as they used to be but still that's something that's really cool so
0: it's it's been house money all series right the cracking mm-hmm. it- we're not, they were expected to go out in four, maybe five. But there's those lists of all the people who are choosing this series. It is, if it's 10% of, of experts that chose the Kraken, that's as much as it is probably lower than that. And going home with the the easy mindset of we're up. If we win, we go through. Nobody expects us to get this far versus the, the avalanche have to be just worried, like, There goes our dynasty, right? If we lose Mm -hmm. one more game, we can't make any mistakes. And we'll we'll see who makes the mistakes.
1: We'll see. Um, As per usual, the uh, Seattle Kraken are going to be loading up on a very very uh, heated night. Uh, It's going to be the last game of the night, as per usual. You know, West Conference Western Conference games. There's going to be a lot of people in the Eastern Conference who are either going to be waking up to some very good news or, you know, maybe making some interesting uh, thoughts based on the highlights they saw. They did not watch what we've been seeing all year. I think this has been a very uh, indicative, more indicative than you might think experience to the Seattle Kraken experience. And I can't wait for game six, man. I I, I cannot wait for 10. for seven o'clock pt this is gonna be so much fun um and it's it's gonna be on it's still gonna be on root which i guess is the only negative is we're gonna lose uh the root and northwest team if uh if they go forward because after that it's all national uh national coverage which it's there's no patch on it north root north root uh I'm about to say north route west, which is incorrect. It's route northwest. Who have just the best, uh, just the best broadcast team of any local broadcast team in the NHL right now. And it's
0: been a pleasure all season watching those guys.
1: They've been. They make you feel smart for watching them. They look. Um, they play amazing. They do great work. They're right on top of it. They did an amazing job calling the overtime winner on Game Four and mixed blessings i guess uh you either get your uh you get your first ever playoff uh round victory but you also lose the most fun part of your broadcast but hey why not why not send them off with an absolutely fantastic win right
0: yeah we'll take it and so will the broadcast crew i guarantee it
1: mm-hmm hmm hopefully that also means that uh dearest john can go uh work for tnt or espn for the uh final uh for the final few rounds and anyway i think we are out of the discussion topics coming into uh game six other than um sean do you have any uh any bold takes for game six or do we just want to let it sit in the ether and uh, let the kraken pull it out for themselves
0: well, you know, I'm not overly superstitious. I have I have bet against them this whole series. I'm done with that, I believe. I think they take it in game six. I think they shut them down in spite of Makar's return. Uh, I have a question for you. Who mm-hmm. would you rather face? Assuming there's a series win, who would you rather see in round two?
1: Well, just... That's so tough, because both of those... Both of the other series are... That, that other series is kind of a dogfight right now the minnesota and dallas series um i mean i kind of feel like dallas just because they've played them well and they are not impossible to beat and frankly the wilds do a lot of things to just annoy dallas as opposed to actively frustrate them and I would love to see what Dallas looks like when they're actively frustrated, which I think we saw a little bit in the regular season. But I don't know. There, there's something about the way that they played the Wild that really irks me. And frankly, I just don't think the Wild are good enough to make it through. So, yeah, I think that it's going to be uh, cracking Stars uh, second round, which is just going to be fast. Oh, my God, that is going to be back and forth no neutral zone time whatsoever god that is going to be so much fun and absolutely agonizing to watch i'm going every time that they're in the defensive zone i'm going to be ripping out my teeth ripping out my teeth and trying ripping out my hair it's just going to be exasperating but it's going to be so much fun
0: we'll have dentists and hairdressers on standby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) gonna need it (laughs) it's pretty long all right so that does it we will see you guys see all of you after game six presumably i will be uh semi incoherent because i will be drunkenly celebrating but let's go Kraken! this is going to be one of the most important games of this team's young life uh right now and i cannot wait